huge news, years in the making, my brand new book that my publishers refuse to publish, Money Matrix. Beat the money system and build generational wealth. Understand the three main ways that the banks productize you and make money from you. You'll be able to turn that system against itself, build generational wealth and multiple streams of recurring income. It's all at moneymatrix.cash. And if you're quick, the first few hundred registrants and buyers will receive many special bonuses from me. The brand new Moneymaker Summit three-day special event. Meet me at a champagne reception. Meet me at a multi-millionaire networking dinner. Go now, moneymatrix.cash. This is huge. This is the most experimental episode I have ever done. I think I'd quit coffee and I had this idea that we could do an episode where I ask questions but my guests, they don't answer with words, they play music. Not everyone's going to get this, but I found a professional pianist who plays piano for the rich and famous and powerful. And we do two parts, one answered in music, two answered with an interview. And I'd love your thoughts on this experimental episode. I also want to thank Finn Barnaby for the time and effort he put into recording this episode with me. Enjoy the experiment. Welcome to Disruptor's experimental episode. I'm a closet creative and for years I've had this idea on the show to have answers not spoken in word but expressed in music. I love music. And so in more than a thousand episodes, this is the very first time I have a very special guest, an amazing pianist, And we're going to cut this interview down into two parts. And the first part is, I'm going to ask some questions that commonly come up on the Disruptor show that you seem to like um, as our audience members, followers, fans. And instead of speaking the answer, Finn's going to play his emotional expression to the question. Then we're going to debrief each one. And then we're going to do a bit of a chat, not a fireside, a piano side chat afterwards. So I'm really excited about this episode. I've never done anything like it in a thousand. I bet you there's probably not a podcast in the country or the world that's done anything like this. So everyone, this is Finn. <laughs> um, so this is Finn Barnaby. So Finn, we, um, we met on TikTok. We did, we did, yep. And um, can you remember why you were watching my TikTok videos? Uh, probably just some downtime. Yeah. Uh, uh, in the evening, and then uh, I had some. I was listening to what you were saying. Uh, I had some questions, uh, <coughs> and you were you were talking about uh, finding a niche, uh, and I was interested in exploring that. Uh, and then you mentioned that I play the piano, and uh, you jumped on it. Yeah. So I like to take advantage of opportunities that come up, and when Finn said that um, he plays the, I think you're. Your flirtation line with me. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it was I play the piano for the rich and famous. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 You had me at <laughs> that. Okay, okay. Um, and here we are. So, are you? Are your fingers warm? Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Okay. So my first question yep. to you, Finn, is expressed in music only. What is the current state of the UK? (laughs) I'm ready for this. Okay. Okay.
I'm very proud to say this episode is sponsored by AG1. As you know, we're more than 1,000 episodes into Disruptors, and I very rarely have sponsors. I'm really choosy on sponsors, and I only pick people that I love myself and I use myself. I have turned down loads of sponsors, but personally, I've been using AG1 for nearly 14 years myself before we ever did a sponsorship deal with them. For me, AG1 really helps with my mental focus, clarity, and overall well-being. As someone who's really freaking busy and can't always sit down and eat a million vegetables in a day, knocking back a big pint full of AG1 in the morning is perfect for me. Of course, health is wealth, and I'm in my mid-40s, I'm realizing that more and more. So if you'd like to try AG1 yourself with a special exclusive offer that I have for you right now, go to drinkag1.com forward slash disruptors. That's drinkag1.com forward slash disruptors and get a free year supply of vitamin D3, K2 and five travel packs with your first purchase on me. So one more time, that's drinkag1.com forward slash disruptors. AG1, thanks for sponsoring the show. You are legends. So is this, is this a song I should know? Uh, this is a theme, a theme from okay. the movie. Yeah. Right. It, it dis- cloaked and disguised. Okay. Uh, in, no, in I want to hear from you. I, I didn't get it. Okay. I was so intensely listening. I wasn't yeah. listening for, should I recognise it? Yeah. Just trying to listen to the music. Yeah. Um, hit me, why did you choose this? Why did you play this piece? So that was an embellishment of the Titanic theme tune. Ah, uh, because uh, sinking ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that, like you said, to to express it in emotional form, and that, yeah. that is something that I think I find emotionally. What you know, you you uh, read the news every day, listen to podcasts, uh, get bills, uh, and uh, and that kind of stuff, uh, and that's the feeling that I get is that things are going south. Mm. Um, so I thought that was, a, that was the most appropriate uh, answer. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Ready for the next one? Yeah, let's try it. So, <laughs> sorry to labour the point, Finn, but well, how do you feel about the high taxes yeah. in the UK? Okay. <coughs> that was moving stroke sad with some hope. Yeah, okay, okay. Oh yeah, I like that, I like that. I'm looking to know from you, where's the hope in the UK tax system? Uh, yeah, why did you pick that? Okay, so, so I picked that because I, uh, that, was the, that was just basically the first thing that came to mind when I heard that question. Yeah. Uh, and that is the, well that was my interpretation of um, the recent uh, uh, viral hit from uh, uh, Oliver Anthony. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you hear the Richmond North of Richmond? Did you hear that song? No. 
So it, it's a huge viral hit. At the moment, I think it's got like 90 million songs. It's just him singing a guitar about the state of America. Right. But why it was so viral is that he just got a flood of um, kind of support from everywhere all, all, all over the world. And he basically uh, just kind of uh, expressed the music, what everyone was feeling. And yeah. so when you talked about the, the high tax system, there is a, um, uh, there's a quote in that that says, in the song that says, um, uh, your dollar ain't shit because you're taxed to no end, or it could be the other way around. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and that's exactly what I thought. The, the, more, the more you earn, the, the more they take. Mm. So. Have you found it harder with how the UK is and the, t the taxes to be a professional pianist? I, th I think it swings around about. So I think like, you, you, the, the, the emotion and the feeling that I get is like being dragged backwards. Like the more you try and build up momentum, the more you play, the more people you perform to, the, you know, the, the more you're success, there's always kind of this uh, cloud over you that, that okay, you, you can do that and you can you know, become more successful, but the, the bill at the end of the year is going to be mm. bigger. Mm. Uh, and I provide a service, so my, my, um, my, well, as you know, you know, when you're dealing with expenses, you can offset expenses yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but if, you, if I pr provide a service, then the expenses aren't... Uh, I can't offset any expenses, if, if that makes sense. Uh, I offset my bill with expenses. Maybe we need to talk then. Maybe you need to get I in probably, touch with I'm my probably, accountant. Probably, yeah, no problem. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so th that, that's the feeling I get. Yeah, the more you do, the, yeah. the more they take. And that's, uh, so the, the, the less value your, mm. uh, 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 your income is. Mm. All right, next one. You ready? I'll give it a go. Okay. What are your feelings about AI and how it will shape our future? Okay. picking up some optimism in that piece. Yep, yep. Yeah, there's playfulness, slight chaos, <laughs> maybe slightly on the edge of a bit mad. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm picking up. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I think all of those, th yeah, definitely. There's uh, th all that, so all that's improvised. Mm. Uh, and that is uh, something that I find really interesting where AI can lead because when you ask ChatGPT a question, in a sense it's improvised because you know, as you see, you know, you know, it gives you your answer uh, and it's predicting the next, mm. predict, pre the next word. And uh, there's been some really interesting developments with music and AI. And I'm really curious to see if it can, or, or when, or what happens when it can improvise. So the music that's created with AI is, is kind of generated and, and mathematically calculated and then produced. But I'm really curious to see uh, if you 
if, if it can perform live. Mm. So like if I was playing just those chords, uh, that stuff there that, that with the right hand uh, at the top of the piano, that's all made up. Yeah. And I'm curious to see if I played the chords down here, uh, just uh, through the speakers or whatever, it would be able to do what live musicians do and improvise. Uh, so that, that really, really interests me because it makes sense that they can, they can make music. And there's mm. been some fascinating, uh, quite a long time ago, way before ChatGPT. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, there's been some really interesting music. I think it was David Cope that, created, that made some really, really interesting right. uh, classical pieces of music. And the AI just copied uh, certain styles. Mm. So the improv there, that was also all based on the, uh, the chords from That's Life. Thanks right. so much. Yeah. Uh, and so it's the thing of, uh, you know, if AI comes for my kind of <laughs> work itself, that's, that's life. life yeah. and if it makes me redundant, that's yeah, life. That's, yeah. And then there's yeah. a phrase in there that says uh, uh, something like, pick, pick, uh, pick myself up and get back in the race. And so I thought, yeah, that, that kind of worked. That's fascinating. We're going to talk about AI yeah. in our non-piano section. I like it, yeah. All right, great. So, next question. Are you ready? Yep, we'll see. How happy does money make you? Okay. I think money does make you happy. Yeah. So I'm always trying to pick up the upsides of money. Yeah. So I'm going to let you, sp you so I'm going to let you start yeah. and talk about this piece and how it relates to your feeling around money. So that, that, that piece is, it, it's happy because it uses what's called major chords, the, the happy ones. But that's what most people describe them as. Uh, so it is, it, is, it is happy, but also for me, that is a, that's a, a famous lullaby. Right. Uh, so uh, it's like that's the that, that's what I thought. In that it helped, it, it makes me sleep easy. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> when, th when things are good, play a lullaby, go to sleep. Yeah. All right. But then uh, uh, when not so good, then uh, less sleep, mm. more graft. Amen. All right. Same. Great. Ready for the next one? Yep. Express your most brutal life lesson <laughs> in music. Yeah. Nice. Okay. You would ever get why I played that. 
I'm afraid. And now you just going to tell me. story. Yeah. So uh, again, uh, I mean, there's not many brutal life lessons in piano playing, but there is if you try and go on Britain's Got Talent as a teenage boy. <laughs> Uh, right. and get ridiculed by 2,000 people. And that happened to you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so uh, and, and so that, that was basically, the, the, that song again is just an embellishment of a, of a duet that I did with a friend uh, at school. But we were teenagers. And we, do you want the full story? Yeah, yeah. So we did the, we, we choreographed a duet where we basically played all of that, but with four hands, so constantly moving around. Mm. We were literally like going around each other, and it was it was nuts. You would hear a really nice piece of music, but visually you would see this crazy, crazy thing. And I, I can't remember how early, early on it was, uh, uh, but yeah, one of the earlier seasons. And then it was all the rage because I think it was one of maybe the first or second or third, I don't know, one of the really, really early seasons. And then. At that time, at, you know, at school, you, do, you show anything, you can, you can juggle or whatever. Somebody, it becomes a phrase, you should go on Britain's Got Talent. So anyway, we, I think my friend or something, put us in, t uh, he called up the line or whatever. We went there, you do a producer interview, and then they, you know, deem you okay to be on TV. Then you, then oh, we got through that round, and then we went to the, uh, the, the actual recording and <coughs> we uh, we were backstage just you've gone red by the way <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, the, you the can trauma, feel it yeah, the, the trauma's coming yeah. back so we went backstage and uh, the the act before us were were really bad it was a four part harmony family that couldn't do couldn't do the harmony and the crowd just turned on them and they went you know did the the shouting and the booing and all that kind of stuff. And then they come off and it's awful uh, watching that. And then what you don't see on TV is that there's a, there's a, like a, like a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but there's a guy that comes uh, in between, talks to the crowd yeah. when, when stuff yeah. has been set up and makes jokes and stuff like that. And I think he had obviously seen like, this is the, this is, this is what the crowd, they're in, they're in for blood mode. So they bring on the piano and he goes up to the piano and starts like mocking the piano. And, and he's like, ugh, like this, and he goes, like that. And they're all laughing away. He's making jokes about it. So we walk on. Nice intro for you. We walk <laughs> on and somebody shouts off as we walk on. Wow. So we're just doomed. Yeah. And you know, you're insecure. I can't yeah. remember how old we were, 15, 16. Wow. Two, two, two boys. Uh, Having really, you know, practiced and all that kind of stuff, and they're really good at schmoozing you. So they, that you like, we were both interviewed before we went on for like an hour or so on the phone with researchers, like, uh, you know, coming across as really interested and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so you go on thinking, oh, we're the, we we could be the ones that do this. There is a go on, you shout off, and the uh, the duet starts with just like a couple of notes uh, and like my friend played a couple of notes and before I even played one we get a buzzer and then I like play one uh, and then we get another buzzer and before the joke was that he he starts playing and then I'm standing doing the page turning and then I start getting involved and then sit down and then we have this big choreograph so before we even got to me sitting down three buzzers everyone shouting off and blah 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 and then you just and they just send you home so no nobody there you know saying Maybe, maybe it's changed now, but there's nobody 
there's nobody there uh, with uh, scraping you off the floor and yeah, yeah, you feel it, better. yeah, yeah, exactly. Even just yeah. a pat on the back, say you know, sorry, but blah blah blah. And then, and then it is like it is really interesting to watch because one of the acts that we on, on the series that we did did really really well and and was only a few uh, was only a few before us or after us or somewhere and we saw him do well and we heard the crowd and it went, it went crazy and it's really interesting to watch because they bring him back and then they like get his family there and they talk and they say okay so what we're going to do is we're going to send him through the door and uh, you're all going to erupt he's going to come through as if he's just done it and they, so they choreograph the yeah. whole thing it's not it's not spontaneous no. uh, and so I think seeing that as a, as a teenage boy and going through all that kind of uh, thing, it, it, was, it was, for a teenage boy, I think it was awful. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was, the, that was the most brutal lesson. <laughs> <laughs> all right, great. You ready for the final one? Yeah. Yeah? Are you ready for it? I'm, I'm ready. ready for it. I'm ready for it. This is the big one. Yeah, go on. This show is called Disruptors. Yeah. Play what disruptive means to you. Okay. So this is my idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, you have disrupted my kind of uh, uh, life in a way by kind of bringing me on this podcast. It's something I would never normally do. So I want you to sit here, right? And I want you to ju just with maybe the keys in front of you. Yeah. I want you to play a few notes and try. We can do this together and try and come up with something that you kind of like, it, it, it would be like a little jingle for a text message or something. Just something, yeah. just a, a collection of notes that you kind of like the sound of. Okay. Okay. And then I'll You do down. know I have zero. Perfect. Oh, okay. And then, and <laughs> like then sub zero. I like it. I yeah. like it. You can poke away, do whatever you like. Yeah. And then, and then I'll sit down and then give you my answer. Oh. Sense? Okay. Shit. Okay. So here, we, we do this together. It's yeah. So do you want me to sit down? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So right. just, just let's say anywhere around here. Yeah. Right. So just kind of play around. It's, it's trial and error. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything like that. We're getting closer. We're getting okay. Closer. Something like that. That's Ooh. a little bit of bingy, bingy. Girl. Something like that. Yeah. What okay. do you want to do with that? Right. No. Oh, nice. And then you can finish on that one. Oh. Do you want to play that okay. then? Something like that. Happy with that? Well, I don't want to be here all day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Just. Okay. You hear that in your head? Yeah. 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 This okay. might have to. If this works, this might have to become part of the new disruptors theme tune. Uh, you are, you'd be welcome. Played with a D-strung guitar. Okay. 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 <laughs> that was something like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's okay. see. Okay. Okay. Uh,
Boom. There you go. All right. Oh, it's all yours. Great. All yours. So that's the most destructive. You've recorded that, have you, Harry? <laughs> so that's the most destructive thing because that's yours. Yes. It's your podcast. Uh, yeah. Wow. That was it. That was impressive, by the way. You're very kind. Thank you. All right. So you up for round two? Let's go. Which is a that's chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, grab, grab some water if you want. And um, feel free to break out in musical Sorry. expression if you need. Yep. Is there any reason why the, the death of the UK and the taxes, you weren't like... <laughs> Harry, do you want to record? This is Rob Moore's rendition for the state of the UK. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Right, so... Um, how did you get playing for the rich and famous? Uh, well, the the, the um, how did I do it? Uh, a, a, a lot of it started from teaching. So where I am, uh, I don't know about famous. Maybe powerful is it more probably. Ah. <laughs> yeah, because so the powerful don't like to be famous. Famous. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's basically there's uh, a where I where I live. There's um, it's in the countryside. There's there's nice, lots of like nice big houses, um, uh, and I teach locally as well. So word just gets around, uh, and then the more you do, the more you do. Mm. So the more you play, uh, word gets around, uh, and uh, putting stuff out uh, out online. Um, a lot of the stuff that I do, uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know exactly if it's a, exactly a USP, but it was, a, it was an idea that I had, and f certain venues have said that not many people do this, but I chat to guests and take requests. So uh, I think a lot of piano players will sit and wait for people to come. I really encourage it. So I'll go and chat when people are uh, eating or drinking, mm. uh, and just get a list of you know, fifty or sixty songs. Yeah, uh, and then and then and then go and play, and then. Yeah, and like I said, the, the more you do, the more you do. It's just kind of like a, it's a little, you, you with the podcast, I suppose. Mm. You know, you just so you're not out there smashing it on social media or anything like that. You just I'm really get I'm, recommended. I, I, uh, probably, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not great. I, I should. Be, it's one of those things I should be better mm. at. Uh, but um, yeah, especially where where the area that I live in, word of mouth is very very valuable. Mm. Probably more so than than uh, social media. Yeah. And do you find if you play for someone, you know, who's um, well off and powerful, um, you get people come to you that are there asking you to play for them? Does that happen quite a lot? Um, it's less so. It, uh, I, I, I think, uh, well, I don't actually, I wouldn't, I, I don't think I know because I just, you know, I get my inquiry, ask no questions and Go and, oh right! Go and do because they're powerful, you ask no questions. <laughs> uh, well, I, don't, I, don't, I just I'm, I'm there to provide a surface. Uh, yeah, but you knowing where they're from yeah. can help you grow your business. This is true. This is true. Or be selective with your clients so you can up your prices. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'd have to think about that. Uh, but okay, so the the the. The tricky thing in my work is that piano playing is an art and it's something that I really enjoy. And so partnering that with business is, it can, can often be tricky because, uh, you know, you, you're playing for special events, you play, like I, I play for a lot of weddings, which are really 
well, the most special time for, for lots and lots and lots of people. Um, and so, it, it's, it's when, when, you, when you bring business involved, when you're talking to clients and you're talking about music and you're talking about what, what kind of atmosphere you'd like and what's special, uh, to then bring in money into that and business into that conversation is, there's always, there's a bit of a clash. Oh, there can be a bit of a clash. Mm. Not, not in terms of... Uh, is like that not every artist's dilemma? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like uh, the cool thing about uh, one of the things that I read recently was, uh, um, uh, uh, was the uh, Oliver Anthony anthem. And he, uh, because he was so set on his art. <laughs> <laughs> this is a music studio, mate. Uh, because he was so... Oh, he's, he's, he's keen, isn't he? Not very well sound insulated, is it? <laughs> uh, so, uh, he, uh, as far as I'm aware, he turned down uh, millions and millions of pounds because it, for him, the fundamental part of it was, was art and his message. Yeah. Uh, and so... Um, okay, so let me ask you this. Go on. Band like Coldplay, yeah. are they artists or are they commercial sellouts? <laughs> uh, I don't think I want to, I don't, I don't think I want to uh, judge that. For, from my perspective, I would say that they're really artistic because I think what they, even though musically their songs are very basic, uh, I teach a lot of, of Coldplay, mm. people like playing Coldplay, usually the same three or four chords, uh, just over and over again, in all the songs. Yeah. Uh, but there's a skill into making something so basic interesting, uh, and if you see their concerts, they're just mind-blowing. Mm. Uh, and so, again, all from just a basic musical point of view, from yeah. just basic chords, then you see a Coldplay concert, uh, and you and you see, you know, the light shows that they do. It's unbelievable. Mm. So the reason I use the word sellout is not because I'm trying to be controversial, but I imagine there's quite a lot of very talented musicians yeah. that may be frustrated. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's definitely something that I think about a lot. Is I, just quickly, before you answer this, do answer it. But for example, I understand, I, I read this, that the drummer got told to basically simplify his drumming. Right. Because obviously anything too fancy is not commercial. Sure, sure. So actually, I, I'm going to push you on this. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I used to think that a band like Coldplay and Muse, who I personally perceived as more artistic and musical and experimental yep. in their early one to two albums, yep. I used to think, oh, now they've, they've sold out now because they're playing stadiums and their music is dumbed down and simplified and the drums are doo, 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 doo. And like you said, there's a few chords. And because I love Radiohead and progressive rock, which never will do that. Yep. But then I thought, actually, there's still an art to that because I saw Rammstein in a, a stadium, right. and if music, when, when, when did you see them? Um, we saw them at Milton Keynes, like the. But when? when? Oh, only like four years ago. Right. Okay. Rammstein's music, Rammstein's music is not really intricate. Yeah. It's fairly simple, <laughs> but intricate music in a stadium is not going to translate. It's too, it just sounds everywhere. Yeah, sure. And listening to them in a stadium, yeah. yes, seeing the show, not just the music, but the music. I appreciated the music so much more. Because I realise, one, it is very musical because it's simple, but two, 
anything more technical is not going to translate in a stadium. And, sure. and, and I sort of, they probably got me to change my mind about... But it's an experience more. more yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but even with the music, not just the show and the experience. The show and the experience are obviously amazing. Yeah. But you still, you get them in through the music. Yeah. But I think I really appreciated more simple music as an art form mm -hmm. that you can predictably sell to the masses yeah. and still keep your identity. And so if bands go to stadium now, yeah. I don't really think that they're sellouts unless right. they're a puppet string for the, you know, the producers and the agents and the, and the record labels. What are your thoughts on all that? <laughs> could, you, could you sum it up in a question? <laughs> Um, so, is it about sellouts? Yeah. So you don't think Coldplay player are sellout? I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say so. No. no. You think that they are? They play but, simple music very well. Uh, from my yeah, from my yeah, point of view, and give a great experience. Yeah, yeah. And then the the dilemma that any artist of any genre, not just piano but music, has is creative versus commercial. Talk yeah, yeah. about that, because you must experience that. You must, on the one hand, love to be as creative and quirky as possible and do all sorts of things, but you're not going to get hired at weddings. You're not going to get the powerful people. Sure. You're probably having to play on demand covers of songs you don't really like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, talk about that. Do you understand the question? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. But, but my mind goes to, like, where, where does no come in? So... At the moment, right. it's, I just say, you know, ah, yes to all the requests. Where does no come in? Yeah. Oh, you watch your line that you won't go beyond. Yeah. That, so that would be, an, that's where my mind goes when, when, you, when you talk yeah. about kind of being a sellout or, or you know, where is that line? Because at the moment, I, I'll, I'll happily sit and play uh, stuff. There are, there are certain times where, uh, you know, it's the same songs and uh, there's that need for, like you said, kind of being creative. I really like it when a, a client says, you know, just do, just do your thing. Yeah. Uh, and I like um, like quirky stuff. So mm. if they were saying like, oh, can, can, you know, can you play like 90s disco and stuff like that? It'd be like, I'd, I'd be really excited by stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, and just stuff that you wouldn't, wouldn't expect on the piano to, yeah. to do things like that. Uh, but yeah, like I said, so then I'll be curious to see, let's say that I climbed the success ladder, I'd be very curious to see where the no came in. Yeah, So what you're not prepared to do. You yeah, 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 so what situation would I be in if somebody said, could you play for me for a few hours and I want these songs? And I yeah. go, no, it's not, it's not. It's but not then what me. if the, That's not at the moment. What if the money was waved at you? Does that change where the no is? Um, yeah. I think so. Being being living in the UK and, <laughs> and all the taxes you pay, having a family, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you've you've just got to, you've got to, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, and at the, at the, I'm at a point now where uh, uh, I get lots and lots of bookings, uh, but it's not um, uh, only only. I mean, so there's 365 days in a year, and only a few times, a handful of times a year, I'll get. Lot, several requests on the same day. So, uh, if it got to a point where it was chock a block mm. all the time, and then uh, that would be where the, the no would start to come mm. in. So I'd have to think about. Uh, uh, do you yeah. dynamically price? So on those really busy days, do you up your prices? Not normally. 
no, no, maybe you should. Uh, that, yeah, that, that might happen. I think again, it would all yeah. depend on it all, all depends on demand. Yeah. Um, but the sellout idea is a yeah, really interesting, mm. really interesting thing. And again, going back to that Oliver Anthony anthem, which you'll have to watch because uh, he's just playing a guitar in a wood. What I find really interesting with him is that, it, for me, he shows that how much the pendulum has swung. So he <laughs> he uh, says no to all this money, and he preaches, uh, well not preaches, but he reads the Bible at the beginning of uh, his uh, performances now. And he's labeled like a rock star. And I just find it so funny and so interesting how before, maybe a couple of decades ago, you have like, it's cool and it's a rock star. If you've got loads of money, you, get, you, you, got, you paid loads of millions, millions of pounds from a record company and it's, you know, uh, 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 screw the establishment and all mm. that kind of stuff. And then 20, 20 years later, the rock star is the guy who says no to all the money and <laughs> reads the Bible. <laughs> uh, it's just, I just, it was yeah. just something I observed and just thought it was really, really interesting mm. to see mm. uh, where we are now. Mm. Anyway. Harry, maybe we'll move this question straight after the music. I'll leave it up to you. So how do you feel playing to questions? Did you find that a challenge? Was it easy for you? What's it like compared to your normal jobs? So, uh, have you ever done anything like this before? Absolutely nothing like this. The so my, my style at the piano is really kind of freestyle. So if you if we if you if we had to re-record all of those things, I would play this my same responses, but they would all be different. Mm. Uh, they're all be based on the same songs. Yeah. They're all different, and I kind of went for that vibe. So instead of like meticulously planning the answers, yeah. uh, I, I would just kind of think about think about what what to uh, what to perform yeah. and just within the kind of style and theme of freestyle yeah just wait and see what idea comes in my head and just go with that one yeah not not overthink it no um and so so what you kind of saw there my responses were just kind of organic just you know yeah uh, and uh, uh fresh and just spontaneous yeah which is how i like it yeah, yeah organic right. fresh and spontaneous i like nice. that um let's talk about ai in the music world then um, I mean, it's changing things up. It can yep. write music. Our, um, our professional and session type musicians are a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, how's it going to change the world in specifically the music industry? The music industry, or kind of my, more kind of my kind of... Uh, well, talk about world. both. Yeah. Okay, so in my world, I, I, again, I'm really curious to see. And I think there's a path where... where it could possibly uh, be to my advantage because it might be that every uh, uh, venue now or every uh, every uh, do or event can have live piano music in a way, you know, AI music. Yeah. But the premium will be for the human to come and do it. Right. So yeah. that's like that's like my hopeful world. Although that could be a robot in the future. Even if it is a robot, then you... Then the uh, double you, premium is the double human. Premium. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. so there's a potential ladder. But you've hit something on the head there for everyone listening in their niche. Mm. AI becomes the standard level. Yes, yeah. Human becomes the premium. The premium yeah. You could up your prices significantly. Yeah, so I think yeah. that's that's like the yeah, best case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I think it always comes back to that. I think it always comes back to exactly that theme. 
is that AI will, will probably replace most things. I do a lot of teaching, make it super, super easy for people to learn to play the piano, play whatever they like to learn. At the moment, you could probably, you could probably do that. If you had the kind of know-how, you could probably do that with ChatGPT. You could probably lay out what you want to learn and get it to guide you. Uh, and obviously there's loads of YouTube videos that you can watch of, of tutorials and things like mm. that. Um, uh, but uh, doing it through understanding instead of just kind of copying what you're doing on, on YouTube, it, it makes a massive, massive difference. Mm. Uh, so again, like all the stuff that I play, because I can only do freestyle stuff because I understand what's going on. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you, you don't get that from YouTube. Mm. But uh, yeah, so I think that's underlying theme. So with the AI, with the AI stuff, even with teaching stuff, pe there'll be plenty of people that'll be able to learn to play the piano via AI. But like you said, the, the premium could be, uh, or hopeful, uh, that it's the human uh, that, that has the, yeah. pre the, pre the premium. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so that we'll, we'll see. Uh, there was a second part to the question. Was there? No, I think you answered it. Yeah, I think you're good. Okay. Yeah. You uh, do you think about that? AI. Uh, I know you think about AI a lot, but do you think specifically about when you're doing, be it a podcast or like a would you call them seminars that you do? Yeah, like events. You, yeah. Events. Yeah. Yeah. Would do you ever picture kind of people going to a, a property seminar or an event and it's just AI on the screen and uh, an avatar and that kind of stuff and competing against you? I mean, I think about this a lot because it's my job yeah. and I think a lot anyway. Um, there have been some events that have done in America yeah. with the speaker as a hologram on the stage. But a hologram of a, of a real person. Yeah, of a real person. Yeah. And so... That's pre-recorded? Like um, well, it can be, they can be live yeah. and they're in their home or somewhere yeah, else. I see, I see. Essentially like a 3D green room, yeah, yeah. not green screen, and that hologram is projected, which, you know, I guess is the hybrid between live and AI, yeah. um, where, I mean, there's no doubt robots are going to be able to run seminars in the future, and robots are going to be able to be programmed. So, for example, we're getting a Rob mentor, um, we're getting a bot created, yeah. um, which will find all my content I've ever put out on the internet, yeah. and it will be like, chat GPT version Rob yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can you'll get Rob answers yep. and so if I was like you asked me oh that could be difficult for my industry why would they need me but I mean one-to-one -one mentoring me with me is 50 grand it might go up to 100 grand um, mm. and also maybe 100 million more pe people will gain access to the Rob mentor chat GPT version that wouldn't have been able to before yep. because it can it can be pervasive across the whole internet yeah so I, i'm definitely in it um but i personally still think it's going to take such a long time to replace the human experience of something specific like an event oh well of anything yeah for example i mean ai is big in the sex industry but try replacing a human with ai <laughs> you know and that's a good analogy i think because yeah. if but but do you think that that's potentially because of your age not about the sex thing, but the... the uh, <laughs> Possibly. But when you, when you take about the value of the human experience, yeah. lots of the youngsters... Maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not 21. I don't know what it's like to be 21 anymore. <laughs> Maybe. Um, because Cause, cause I, I, I was talking, talking about this with my friends recently, uh, because we, as teenagers, we grew up uh, with video games. Uh, 
but there was we were talking about the differences between now video games and then video games. Mm. And we grew up with video games, but there was no high-speed internet. So to play a video game, uh, everyone had to come around. Yeah. So you'd have and like five for all the people. loading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it, it's a massive human interaction. Yeah, social experience. Social, social event. Yeah. And uh, now that, that's not the case. No. So it's all but, online. But, but I think your point about therefore premiumizing the human experience yeah. surely goes into play there. Because in the end, if we become like the Matrix where we're just plugged in, yeah. I think people are going to yearn the human experience. I, I have... A, but, okay, but, sorry, but do, do you, is that coming from your perspective of because that's what you value? If you've never... And my clients. Okay, but if, in you've, my niche, but yeah. if you've grown up with that as a lesser value, if you've grown up only online... Yeah, okay. Uh, Two parts to this. So when, when COVID happened... Yeah. Um, it was illegal to run events yeah. and everyone went online and then when it was legal to run events yeah. nearly all my competitors stayed online and shut their live events down yeah. even the big ones like Kiyosaki and Tony Robbins they're not coming to the UK they're not doing events and my business is thriving because of it because we're one of only the few still doing live events and but what's the demographic uh, age-wise um probably the sweet spots around about the mid to late 40s but, but so it's thir probably 35 to 55. But then it's coming back to that. Well, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to your, your part okay. two in a minute. Yeah. I need to, that, that, that part I think is important. Um, so I still think even young kids who have been subjected to the internet almost exclusively yep. are humans. Yep. Like even if someone has hardly socially interacted, surely there's going to be something biologically in their DNA that would want them to socially interact. We are social animals. Yeah. And what's the difference between coming to an event? You know, in, in Soho, we're in the piano bar in Soho. Mm -hmm. I walk in here and there's an AI playing the piano versus I walk in here and you're playing the yeah. piano and I get to talk to you afterwards and yeah. I get to ask you um, for special requests, which I know you could do with AI, and I get to ask... What does that mean to you? And we get to have a human conversation. Uh, uh, by the way, I don't want to live in a world where that's gone. Yeah. I do not. So f the kids can fucking have it. Yeah. Go. What do you think? Uh, I think it's really, it's really tricky because, like I said, that, that's why I pushed you on that idea of, of the demographic. So, you, yes, you say we're only human. But what does that mean? Does that mean that we, ne we need physical social I interaction? Do. I and, yeah, 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 but and I think every human does, don't they? I would, well, I would, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Harry, what do you think? Do you think every human needs some kind of physical, social, face-to-face -to -face touch interaction? That's what makes us human. That's what makes us human. Harry, so, so, so I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. But the but, kids growing up might not. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because I think then there's a potential of it of the values changing. So we value yeah. that, we value it. Or it could even rewire our brains and it could rewire, we could evolve, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah, but, but then, just thinking about your example of the, the AI playing the piano, the questions that come up in my mind are things like, well, if you've only ever known AI yes. playing the piano, like, uh, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but there's plenty of stuff that we only ever know that's automatic, yeah. that we do automatic. But then imagine when you get introduced to the human experience, how much more of an intense experience it could be. 
if that's what you've only ever known. Uh, yeah, but then, then... If you've only ever known masturbation yeah. and then you fall in love for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, but then... Uh, uh, but then, it, it, does that person value the intense experience? So you were saying it's a very intense experience seeing a, a human play the piano, but does the... Uh, does that person want it? Do they want an intense experience where they see the person in the piano? They just want, a, they just want an AI, you know? Well, I, I think probably in general areas of life, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But in areas of life that's most important to them, I think it would matter greatly. So if you're not interested in the piano and you come into a bar for a drink, you don't really care who's playing the piano. If you sure. love music, you're gonna be straight to the piano. Yeah. You're gonna to talk to the person. Yeah. So I think in areas of your highest value, I imagine you would more value the human experience. Yeah, but then is that... Uh, is an AI able to tell stories? So I mentor people, right? Yeah. And I've got 17 years business experience. Mm -hmm. um, so I've got, you know, my stock 25 answers yep. AI could replicate. Not my sure. stories. Not my personal yep. felt sure. lived ex stories. Yep. No way. Yeah. But I'll keep coming back to value. So yeah. then the, the, the person who's receiving that, the person, what do they, what do they value? So mm. do they value the anecdotes of a, of a human or do they just want the straight facts? Yeah. Well, like I said, I think it depends on what you're most interested in. I imagine you in the music world would value some human interaction. I imagine you going down and shopping in a mall, you don't care if it's AI playing the piano through the speakers in the mall, yeah. but you probably do when you go and play for these powerful people and you see their reaction to your music. So you said, what do they value? And I said, depends on what they value most. Mm -hmm. um, there's things in life I don't really value, so AI can take care of that. Okay, but that but, but but to somebody else that what yeah but they're, to, so to someone else their values are just going to be different therefore what they value yep. where the human interaction would make a big difference mm -hmm. would just be some in a different niche yeah yeah okay but but then i'm thinking about then the the lifetime of that niche so there are people that like uh, I don't know, wearing top hats and long coats and that kind yeah. of stuff that was totally the norm a while, a while back. And then the niche goes smaller and smaller mm. and smaller until eventually it, it, it dies out. Yeah. So I'm interested in looking into Which the future. Which is normal. Yeah. Mm. But I'm interested in looking, into, uh, thinking about the future. And again, like, say, yes, there will be people that value a human, but then the question is how many people? Is it a yeah. smaller amount? And Absolutely. then does it eventually die out and die out? Yeah. And the same thing with, same thing with you. Uh, people listening to your stories. Yeah, um, and that is normal. Yep. And just because AI is the current disruption doesn't mean there wasn't one before because the internet was a disruption. Yep. Um, if you think about books in the library and then how the internet changed that. Yeah, that, it, it totally killed stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, then it, but it burst so much more. This is true. Yeah. We wouldn't have met without the internet. Yep. Yeah, so it's just, I think it's just evolution. Of the human. Of humanity. Obviously, the internet... Well, it, it, the internet does evolve, not in the same way the human evolves, but the internet evolves, doesn't yeah. it? Speed sure, sure. as one example. Yeah, so I just think it's natural human evolution. And I think people sometimes, if they're a bit scared, yeah. will look at AI like, well, this is going to completely change the game and in a really bad way. But automation changed how cars were built. And the 
Henry Ford essentially created the, the automation of making cars on the factory line. Then all these people who would hand build cars are like, well, my life's over. Yep. No, it's not. Now you've got to become a designer. Sure. So, so whatever gets evolved out, because species get evolved out. Yep. So whatever gets evolved out, you just as an entrepreneur or as a creative entrepreneurial opportunistic thinker, yep. which you can be employed and still be one of those. Mm -hmm. Okay. What niches are AI, is AI killing? And what niches is AI opening up? Sure. Yeah. All right, should we do a quick fire round? Yeah. Yeah? Great. So generally works about 15 seconds per I'll answer. I'll try. Um, okay. How do you master an instrument? Uh, motivation is all you need. Just that, 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 that's it, pretty much. You can be naturally gifted, which I don't think I am. Uh, it's all drive, it's all motivation. I teach lots and lots of people and the ones that succeed are the ones that just uh, are motivated. And, and it, it, yeah, that, that's, that's it. Is there a song that brings you to tears every time you hear it or makes you the most emotional? Can I think for longer than 15 seconds? Yes, you can think as long as you like because we have an editor. <laughs> uh, brings me to tears or? Makes you very emotional. Maybe you don't cry, but mm. makes you very emotional. I think I would need a very, very long time to think about that to give you one answer. It's a bit like Desert Island Discs, but uh, so I'll just come. Something that comes to mind uh, is probably Country Roads, uh, just because my uh, daughter absolutely loves singing it, uh, and we sing it, and uh, I play on the piano, and she sings it. Mm. Yeah. Great. The most underrated musician, in your opinion. Oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finn Barnaby! Yeah. <laughs> uh, underrated musician. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay, so. The, the, oh, crumbs. Um, I would just go. Off the top of my head, I would just think about what's musically interesting. So, uh, Coldplay's basic, but they do a really, really good job of, of making uh, good music from basic stuff. Uh, Tom O'Dell comes to mind, uh, just because musically it's really, really interesting, uh, his piano stuff. Uh, uh, Elton John, um, Queen, these are kind of, the, 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 yeah, these are artists that are musically fascinating mm. uh, of the modern day. Yeah. Who's the most overrated musician, in your opinion? That's mean. I don't like saying stuff like that. Uh, I think there are pl there are plenty. I don't want to name names, but there are plenty of singers like pop stars that I see. Where I just ask why, and I go, they they can't sing very well compared to you know if you go to a Broadway show. Have you, have you been to? Mm. Have you have you, have you a favorite one? Oh, my wife drags me to them. I couldn't say I've got a favorite one. And you don't like them? I like them. Have you seen Book of Mormon? That's the one I want to see that I haven't seen. Okay, so that's hilarious. The like. yeah. That's the one you like. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. That's uh, the one for non-theatre goers normally, yes. isn't it? That yeah. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. Uh, so uh, um, oh yeah. So if you go to any Broadway show anywhere, you have these incredible singers. Mm. And so I just yeah, I just regularly ask myself why why are the singing pop stars that can sing but aren't you know amazing? Yeah. Uh, and their songs have been written for them. Yeah. Uh, 
how has this happened? Yeah. What, what, what? It's just, it doesn't make me angry or anything. It's just no. um, really interesting human experiences that, 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 that these people are incredibly successful. And there are many people that do what they do with far more skill um, and are far more impressive. But, um, you know, I don't know, serve coffee. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Anyway. All right, so I have two more questions. Yeah. Um, these aren't the 15-second ones. Okay. And one is, you surprise-stroke-shocked me earlier because you said that playing the piano is much easier than yep. people think or are led to believe. Yep. Do you still stand by that? Yep. Tell us then. Why, why, is it, why, does it, why is it so overcomplicated and why do you think it's easier? Because I think the traditional system that's l that, l that is laid out for most people... So, so do you know what a grade is? Have you heard of this? Yes. Grades. Okay, so, so this is a great example. So you know what a grade is. Yeah. And most people know what... I've uh, heard of grades. And so most people think that when you learn the piano, you need to uh, take grades. Yeah. Uh, and that's where they would mostly go. So the YouTube or, or, or take traditional lessons and, and do grades. And uh, the grade system is based on... Uh, from, from, my, from my perspective, it is a lot of it's a rote learning and you don't understand what's going on. You would just learn to replicate the music that's on the page. That's the school system, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so so there's never, it's never why, and yeah. there's never a, 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 an understanding. And if you... Uh, okay, so like a really common myth is that um, people think you have to read music uh, to, to be able to play uh, the piano or an instrument, which is... I mean, it's like categorically wrong. Right. There are very, very famous musicians. I think Chris Martin from Coldplay is one yeah. of them. Can't read music. Right. Uh, uh, and uh, I think Jamie Cullum was 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 one. Right. Uh, and it, you just you just do not need to do it. it yeah. The the, way, the the analogy that I use for people is a bit like um, you could learn to speak beautiful Arabic and never ever learn to read read the the. Uh, the writing of it, mm. but you could you, you could be fluent in it yeah. and, and write poetry and all that kind of stuff, but never ever learn to read. And it's exactly the same with the piano. Right. Um, and so, uh, with the correct guidance, I think piano can be very very easy to learn. Yeah. Uh, because uh, essentially, a piece of music is based on chords, which is just a group of three notes. Yeah. And if you spent all of your time or, or as much of your time as possible, working out the chords, and just spending time learning about how chords... I'll give you an example. Yeah. So, the grade system would go... Uh, right, this is what's called an A major chord. Learn it. So you would have to sit down and go, okay, it's that note, that note, and that note. Okay? Right, there's three notes there. Okay, A major. And then they'll go, okay, right, now you need to do... A D major chord, so you do this one, and then you have to go, okay, that one, that one, and that one. Yeah. And what was the A major one? Or was it this one, this one? Like, yeah. you're told just to memorize these. But uh, all major chords that, that is in most music, you can work it out by just counting. So they all have exactly the same rule. You play an A, we go back to this A major chord. If I count up four, one, two, three, four, and I count up three, one, two, three, I get my A major chord. So just by counting four and three, I get my A major chord. Come back to that D major that we've already forgotten about, or that we can't remember what the notes are. Four and three. 
Prime your D. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. And we have D major. Yeah. So now, just by knowing to count up four and count up three, I know all of the major chords. Right. So that's all of them. Yeah. And most popular music of the last hundred years is either major chords or minor chords. You get minor chords. Are you still? Are you kind of following me? At yeah. Time? Yeah. You get minor chords. It's just the other way around. You count up three and then you count up four. Right. So if then somebody says, oh, I want to do uh, yeah, a Coldplay song, and it's like um, there's a D minor chord in it, you find a D, you count up three, and then you count up four, and you've got your first chord. And then somebody says, okay, the next one's what's called B flat major. So you, you find B flat, you count up four, you count up three. And this is all just by knowing two numbers. Yeah. You could have spent hours, if not days, trying to memorize every single chord, yeah. or in five seconds, four and three, three and four, yeah. and that's it. And then you put those together, so you put, like the really famous one is um, uh, these four chords. So that, there's a famous uh, um, uh, comedy band that do uh, the four chords of pop. Have you seen that? No. Where they play those four chords yeah. and they sing a different song every time it repeats. Right. Uh, and so uh, that one, that, the one that comes to mind is like "Wake Me Up" by Avicii. And that's just uh, those four chords. But there are hundreds of number ones. Yeah. Anyway, so in ten seconds or, or more of learning the idea about counting up a four then three. Yeah. You can then work out four chords that will give you a thousand number ones mm. or the foundations of a thousand number one hits. Uh, so that's an, one wow. very specific example yeah. of how easy it can be so with the right guidance. Because mm. somebody could come along ex with exactly the same message that I've just said to you and go, okay, so you need to learn from rote every single chord. They're, all, they're called major chords, they're called minor chords, and immediately you've lost them. Mm. You don't know what a major chord is, you don't know what a minor chord is. If you forget one, you're screwed because yeah. you don't know the rule. Yeah. But if you just learn four and three, three and four, yeah. you've got all of them. You've got all the majors, all the minors, and which will give you the foundations of most songs. And then within, to go a step further, within the chord, there is the, usually the, the note of the melody. So uh, if we picked, um, uh, let's say, uh, Let's say what, what uh, the, um, well. Let's do country roads. As I mentioned it before. So this is a this is the first chord of country roads. This is the next one. This is the next one. It's a four chords of pop as well. So it's another number one with the same chords. If I do this one, the melody is here. So it's inside the chord already. It's inside the chord. Inside the chord. You see my hands are kind of moving outside. As every time I play these three notes, I don't have to go anywhere else. Yeah. The melody's in there. Yeah. So that's all just from three, four, four, three chords. Wow. So that's what that's, that's what I mean. So with yeah. the right with the right with the right path, very very quickly you'll play yeah. popular number ones. Thank you. Pleasure. So this show is called Disruptors. Yep. As you know, you yeah. have been a listener of the show before now being on the show. Yeah, yeah. What does the word disruptive mean to you? 
I think I think this podcast is like is for me is the definition of disruptive. I do not live in London, so uh, coming down to London from the countryside is massively disruptive. And and also it, it, it's not a negative thing. Like disruptive is a. Mm. I think if you uh, you know emotionally if you say that's disruptive, maybe you, you you might lean towards it being a negative thing. But like having a kid is disruptive. But it's the best thing ever. Mm. Um, uh, and so. Uh, so, to give you an example of something that's disruptive, is definitely all of this. Mm. So, you know, coming down to London, meeting you, playing the piano, being recorded, being uh, interviewed. Uh, it's everything outside the normal trajectory, yeah. uh, I would say, to give you a definition. Uh, so, so, again, it's like a, that works again for having a kid. Like having a kid, you're, everything is outside the normal trajectory. Yeah. You're not get, you can't, you're not going to sleep in. Uh, you know, you're not going to prioritise yourself uh, in those early days. You know, everything has changed. Yeah. Uh, so I think that for me, that's what disruptive is. Uh, yeah. Great. My definition. And uh, where can we follow you, book you, get in touch with you? That's very kind. Uh, so my website's finbarnaby.co.uk forward slash is performance it? is the for if, you, if you want to book me. Okay. So fin f i double n correct. Barnaby, B-A-R-N-A-B-Y, correct? Forward slash performance if you want to book. .co.uk. .co.uk, .co.uk. Performance, yeah. yeah. I'm on Instagram at finbarnaby.piano. Fin yeah. Uh, where I will try and uh, put stuff which I'm not, not great at. Yeah. Uh, but I got a clip of me. I was uh, popped over to St Pancras for me. Have you seen the pianos there? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Are you, you've been there. And I done did a bash when I came down. Yeah, yeah good. Bash one. Yeah. Did you get a few people around watching? I did actually. Yeah, yeah it was, nice. It was, it was nice. Yeah, they were all kind of, thankfully, they all, they all uh, got, went back, like um, amassed behind me. So yeah. uh, uh, there was no pressure. I, was, I thought I was just playing to myself. Yeah. And then I stood up <laughs> and uh, everyone's there doing oh, this. Oh, nice. Uh, so that was nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think my, my website is the best place to go. Yeah. Finn, thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, no question. Thank you. Thank you.